Hey, y'all. I just wanted to get on here and remind you guys about Super Sucia Sunday. Yes, Sunday, July 16, 2023, from 3 to 8 p.m. at the Rail San Diego. Nelson Castillo and D'Angelo Gogo present Super Sucia Sunday, hip hop and Latin tea dance. This isn't just a bear party. This isn't just a queer party. This isn't just a Latin party. It's not just a hip hop party. It's a party, okay? So it's gonna be a fun party with DJ Rick Betta, DJ Ernie V, and we also have the one and only Meatball. Yes, the sloppy seconds. Listen, there are a limited number of $15 pre-sale tickets now available. You guys have to go to www super sucia sd pride dot r s v p i f y dot com okay make sure that you guys check out super sucia sunday hip-hop and latin tea dance at the rail san diego july 16th is this the basement it's the lower level okay Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture, aka, and just like that, that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, and the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Yes, we are here. We've been talking about this, the and just like that recaps that we were going to be doing this season. And I had to, I mean, one of the themes in all this, the whole sex in the city continuation, and that I think is really, really prevalent this season is um, friendships as we're seeing the friend circle expand. And so this is somebody from my friend circle that I have <laughs> joining us today, Miss Joelle Reeder from Chubbett Bakery. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you, honey? I am good. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for asking <laughs> me. I appreciate I've- it. Absolutely. So it's like, I need, I need safe space with friends. And so this just makes (laughs) it even easier. So, um, okay. You guys real quickly, before we get into, we're going to be talking today about, and just like that episodes one and two from season two, it just dropped on max. Um, we'll be coming to you each week with more episodes. They dropped two on us. That's why we're going to like jam pack these into (laughs) one week right now. But, um, before we get too far, I do want to remind you guys about Super Sucia Sunday. It's coming up July 16th here in San Diego. It's at the Rail San Diego. It's a Latin and hip hop tea dance. This is going to be part of a bigger brand that's coming at you guys with Nelson Castillo of the Sucia, which is going to be like these Friday night bear parties, but more for like the brown and black bears um, <laughs> in the sense it's like Latin and hip hop. But um This first one that we're doing is on July 16th, and Chubbett Bakery is one of our partners on this. They're going to have a pop-up that day. That Um, is me. (laughs) Yes. And you have been trying out some new flavors and some new cookies, kind of inspired by the Latinist that's going to be happening and whatnot. The (laughs) Latinist. Yes. Yes. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's been a really good time. I'm I'm glad. Thank you for asking me to participate in that. And I'm excited to bring new flavors. Yes. Okay. So, and if you guys are following, make sure you guys are, or if you are following, why am I, t- how am I talking like this? I think I'm like excited <laughs> about it just like that. Okay. 
Um, but make sure you guys follow Joe L at Chubbett Bakery. It's inside the show notes, or you guys can follow her personal page at 10th Muse. But make sure you guys are following the Chubbett Bakery one because there's some really special things that go on on there. You'll find the pop-ups that are coming up. And then also these like um, new flavors that she's testing. So you actually had <laughs> one on last week. So I was in Des Moines last week, you guys, as we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um and you had one on and it was like a new pineapple-y kind of very oh, tropical flavor. Yes. A big, and it was a big girl kind of cookie. She was a big girl. What did Miriam call it? Uh, a thick girl. Yes. The she's thick a girl. thick girl. She's okay. um, pineapple well, upside down cake. Okay. She was. Mm-hmm. That was so fabulous. There was one sitting here on my counter when I got home. Did you like it? Oh, I'm so happy you loved it. Loved it. I actually... Um, it's in competition with the Hawaiian bonfire as one of like my new faves. Like, I think it kind of sits up there. There's Mm -hmm. something a little bit, um, when you taste it, it's like the pineapple hits you, but it's kind of like a really natural pineapple flavor at first. And then all of a sudden it turns into like candy pineapple all of a Mm -hmm. sudden. Mm -hmm. And so, and then like the texture of it was really, really great. That was, that's a slam dunk. Like I really, really like you. I really tried hard with that one. I just was craving pineapple upside down cake for the longest time. And I was like, I, I'm never going to make it. It's just not my vibe. Right. I don't really Mm -hmm. cake. I don't cake. So, but I really wanted to bring those flavors in and it's got salted caramel in it and it's got, um, candied pineapple and it's got all kinds of good stuff in it it's it's i love it it was a fun one it's got a uh i believe that one's got a white chocolate drizzle on top mm, it was tasty and it Thank was like you. yeah you can have and a little bit of like the brown sugary cinnamon on top and all that sort of thing oh and it has um, a walker's shortbread in it too i crushed up a bunch of shortbread cookies and put that inside see you guys there's like you have to follow <laughs> chubbett bakery so one of the things that we're gonna like deep teasing one of the yeah um, is that she's going to be doing a subscription pretty soon. So keep your mm. eyes peeled uh, over there on the Instagram for when that happens, because it's going to be small batch and it's going to be very limited subscription. So you have to get in on it and then eventually she'll have another subscription series. And so it's going to be like based on um, demand, number one, and number two, how quickly that you can actually sign up. Okay. So make sure that you guys do this. <laughs> so do yes, follow please. along. Yeah. Like I'm, you guys, I'm telling you, these are the cookies that I've actually had like on my Instagram. You guys have been following it, you know, that, and, um, the waffle cone one that you recently had was pretty mm. amazed. I love that one. Yeah. The mint chip and all that sort of a thing. Um, and I know they're like, kind of like all your babies. So it's like when I, they are I, my babies. Because I try to ask you sometimes, like, drinks, I'm like, okay, Joelle, um, which one's your favorite? And you're like, well, this one, but then this one right now and this week. So it really is how you're feeling that week. Is it really is. Right now, I'm really, I'm, like, so in love with the mango chile one right now. I just, I know it's a weird one, but I mm-hmm. love it so much. Mango chile, dulce de leche, white chocolate. I love it. I love it. It's so it's good. So, it's really, really tasty. Okay. Um, so. That's about our Chubbett Bakery. Let's get into this whole Sex in the City universe. Uh, and just like that, episode number one, Met Cute. First off, though, um, mm-hmm. what is your relationship with Sex in the City? Were you a diehard? Were you a latecomer? What, what was your... I watched it when it initially came out here and there, but I was younger and I didn't have access to HBO all the time. So I ended up watching it kind of later. And then now I just will periodically, my wife and I both, will periodically just binge it mm-hmm. when it's you need a good background you just want something familiar so we've watched it like several times over I don't remember every single little detail like some people do um, mm-hmm. which you probably do I bet you remember every person every outfit 
<laughs> I remember a lot because I before the pink um version that everybody got the DVD, like the, mm -hmm. pink, the, the big pink super box version. Um, there was like the individual ones that were like made out of like this clear plastic that if you ran your hand along it too quickly, it would like slice you in half. But Ooh. like, yeah, like, like the, the front covers would always fall off, but there was like four CDs that would come in it. And so as they were released, I was mm -hmm. purchasing them up because I didn't have cable when I lived uh -huh. in New York and I lived in New York city at the time. Um, cause the show started my, like saw my junior or senior year of, of high school. So I didn't really watch the first season live mm -hmm. but then the next one there was a cute boy that i was into and mm -hmm. we would go to his house and on <laughs> sunday nights you know it, it was like we would watch sex in the city and then like sex in the city and chill is that what you're telling me it was sex in the city and chill it was like <laughs> sex in the city and then full around um it was very it was an innocent time but like it mm. was you know and um I just I loved it. And then I would get these DVDs and then I would just like obsess over them. And so and like the third season was like the first DVD that I actually like purchased. Mm -hmm. And like and I that was a season where Carrie became the bad guy and when she cheated on Aiden. <gasps> oh, yeah. Mm. And so it was like it was a monumental season and everything. And I watched the hell out of that. Like they like that became my thing to watch when I was like drafting in theater school and like doing design work and that that I would always always have sex in the city or bring it on in the background so excellent choices both yes yeah, so i have a very extensive knowledge of the sex in the city universe mm -hmm. and um fan of the movies the first one was better than the second oh the, the second one was just embarrassing like but it was gay camp i mean you have, it, you have oh, liza, no. liza minnelli doing single ladies come on <laughs> yeah i know i did really i mean it was ridiculous in so many ways but i still i've still i will still rewatch it and i've seen the first movie like a hundred zillion times one of those ones i like put on to fall asleep you know, mm -hmm. I know everything that Abu happens. Dhabi, I can wake up at any Punani. point. Oh, yeah. Um, Abu Dhabi do. It's just, oh, God, <laughs> help us out. That was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, those are like Sex and the City movies, like, have to be on. Like, I'm, I'm convinced when you're in a hotel, the hotel has to have a channel with a SVU. <laughs> That's always yes. like already, it's already started. And it's mm -hmm. like, you never see the beginning of any of the SUVs, yeah, SUVs, SVUs. Um, but, or Sex and the City movies. Okay. So. Into now, we are in the second season of And Just Like That. I was kind of like reading and listening to some stuff with Michael Patrick King, the creator and writer, you know, head writer of the show. And one of the things that he said about like, if the first season of And Just Like That was an opera, because it was like so dramatic and it just mm -hmm. you know, it had a lot of like phrases and it was really Carrie coming to terms with being, you know, grief and all these other kind of things. And he's saying the second season is more like jazz. So it's kind of like, where's it going to go? And it's going to be a little bit more wild and a lot more free. And okay. I think we get that in the very first thing <laughs> as the show starts is we get <laughs> Elton John and Britney Spears singing and hold me closer. <laughs> like, and yeah. then you're like, and then it's like sex. And it's like, we have sex in the city is back. We put yeah. the sex back in because there was no sex the first season, barely any, you know, no, there really wasn't. Yeah. And, and the fashion was, I mean, there was fashion in the first one, but it fell immediately mm -hmm. upon the opening scene. It was fashion and sex, right? They're sexy. They look fabulous. Who the, wears the, high heels in their house? No one. The you know? robes, <laughs> the lingerie, like all right. these, like the, the pieces. Right. Yeah. And everything is like delicious. We're back in that candy world that this is the New York City I want to live in. This is the New York mm -hmm. City that like that I dream about, you know, what right. I mean, there's no problems. 
they're small the, problems. Do uh, I get to go to the Met? No. Yes. Do I get yeah. to go? I mean, those are the kind of problems. Do I have a hot guy to deliver my bread? Like these are the issues of sex in the city. <laughs> Wearing heels to walk around the city because you know you're not going to really have to walk that much because exactly. you're, you're going to jump in a cab at some point because you have but you that have to kind prance to it first. So you have to run like yes. this little ferry to the cab. This, <laughs> the the Carrie Bradshaw little step run that people uh-huh. do. Like but she even <laughs> does it in her own house. Like she does it from like the closet to the front door. She has her little. It's amazing. Um, Do you know, okay, so when I worked in New York City back in the day, um, and I worked for the salon called Eve, and it was over there on Perry Street, Mm -hmm. um, it was like West 11th and Perry. Um, It was on West 11th, but on the corner of Perry, but blah, but anyways, um, and it was this is like in the height, like this is like 2004 ish, you know what I mean? Like, and like sex in the city was just ending. It was coming Mm -hmm. out and like, it was Magnolia bakery was literally across the street. The Mark Jacobs stores and all that bond number nine was there. And there on Perry street is the Carrie Bradshaw apartment. Okay. And, um, and it has like the, like the people who live there, you know, they're just tired of people being on their stoop. So they have like a little, you know, uh, little chain line, that kind of a thing. But Sarah Jessica Parker lives literally on the other side of that building. So if you were looking at the actual apartment, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Carrie's apartment, if you just walked to the next block and Mm -hmm. like looked at the other side of the building, that's where Sarah Jessica Parker and and Matthew Roderick live. How weird. Yes. We would see her in the neighborhood all the time. And it was like, I don't know if I've talked about this in the past, but um, she would come into the salon that I worked for. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was more of a, like a waxing and nail salon, not hair Mm -hmm. um, and aesthetics. And so she would come in and get like her waxing or whatever else done. And it became a thing where that she was like so comfortable that she would just come and sit next to me in my desk because like oh. if she sat on the bench, everybody could see her. Mm-hmm. But if she sat next to me, she was kind of covered from most people as they were coming in. Right. And so, and the best thing would be is that girls would be coming in uh, and like, and Sarah Jessica would come in at like the end of the day, you know, or like just kind of randomly whenever she was like available that she can kind of like sneak in. Mm-hmm. And I remember she came in one day and it was like near like, you know, four or five o'clock, that witching hour of all the girls getting out of their jobs and running over to the waxing salon. And SJP is sitting next to me and each girl, as they came up to the desk, they couldn't see her from like, if you were standing at the door, but as you walked up to the desk where the <laughs> counter was, you would be able to look over the thing and you would see me sitting in like the little pit and right mm-hmm. next to me would be SJP and people would be like, hi, I'm here for my Brazilian with Mary. <laughs> and they would all stop. Like you would hear like their voices just go out of like, like, cause they would notice. There's right. SJP. It's like New York city is sitting right there. So it was like one of those like memory kind of things mm-hmm. that, you know, I remember like back in the day and plus Anthony, That's awesome. one of Anthony's really good friends from mm-hmm. like the past was her assistant throughout this whole entire time. Really? So like, yeah. So like, there's like a, it's like a weird connection that like we have, like, you know, so we are truly six degrees of separation from you her. are okay. <laughs> anyways, back into this. So we have the hold me closer, hold me closer. Mm-hmm. We have sex in the city is back. Um, And then we find out Carrie is enjoying Thursdays and po- post podcast sexy times. Yes. With Franklin, the hottie. He's pretty hot. Yeah. He's pretty hot. Very hot. I like, think he's really. I mean, he seems a little, like mildly dull, but hot. A little dull and a little fragile. 
You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. one. Of, he's one of those men you can kind of break. You can kind of see. You can kind of see that. Like, yeah, I, I can break him <laughs> over my knee. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, he was a little wispy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's like a little bird. Um, <laughs> so we we get to find out about that, Carrie. Um, and then they get into their talking, and that we're finding out that she's watching um cooking shows with him post coitus, which is very like relationshipy, wouldn't you say? It is. It's comfortable. But one of the things that um, and we're going to we're going to go like in linear, but we can bounce around here on ideas because sure. we're, we're full of spoilers. Um, one of the things that I think that she liked about it was it was comfortable and it was like occupying her time and it was safe. I think that's mm-hmm. why that she, she likes the Franklin. Mm-hmm. But once as we get into it, that he's offering her like the Tuesday, you know, like, let's go to my friend's right. house for bourbon tasting on a roof. Um, it makes it more real. And then right. I think what really kills everything is in the se- second episode when they're doing the whole ad thing in bed, there's like a real intimacy with it. You're actually talking to somebody in bed. Right. And, and even think- in the first episode, they have that too. Like that mm-hmm. awkward, they did a good job. I thought of that, like awkward getting to know you conversation. I didn't mean to interrupt you by the way. No. Um, but that, that kind of getting to know you conversation of like, that's sort of weird. Like, Oh, I didn't know you wear glasses or, Oh, mm-hmm. I you cook a piece of salmon like it's so these are people that have just had sex you know but yet there's this moment where you're like so I don't really know you at all yeah you know so so what's your name yeah (laughs) right like Like you can tell she's not like there yet you know yeah and like and the thing is is we've seen like you know and and the last time that we really saw her with big is that they were in bed talking you know what I mean like there's that that golden hour those golden hour moments so I think that it's, and it's, Carrie's always, you know, in this apartment, it's been her bed or her little desk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Is like, those are like the, those are the main like set pieces that this is like her sanctuary. And so she's let somebody breach it, you know, which is kind of. That's true. And I noticed Big's light up against, she still has it up on her shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept those little details. Yeah. Like there's, there's lots of like the past is still very, very mm-hmm. much like, like around that she's, she's kept, you know, like her, her foot back there. Um, One of the things that we now also have in this is that, you know, he, he makes some salmon, blah, blah, blah. And then we find out that she's can make a three minute egg. <laughs> like she's I was always so excited about egg. that. Do you remember when I went through my egg poaching phase? <laughs> I kind like, of do. Like, like five or six years ago, I was going through this moment where I was like, I'm going to poach an egg. I'm going to be a toast point bitch. You know, like I was, mm-hmm. I was going to be that person. It just, I kind of got there. I didn't really understand her methodology. Did she just like drop it in and then you just I leave know. it? I don't I know. I've, I use like, the swirl method. I don't even know what that is. Like the swirl method. I've never poached an egg when I think about it. Is that really? like, yeah, like I've. I'm I'm a big fan of toast points. When we have avocado, I will do an avocado toast, but I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever poached an egg myself. Maybe I need to be a carry and I need to try this. Try, I feel like every person needs to know how to poach an egg. I mean, that's kind of why I did it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to know how to poach an egg. Like you should know. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of particular about my poached eggs. Like I don't like them <laughs> too ready. I'm really, I'm just that person with my poached eggs. I will admit that about myself. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was like, well, I have to walk the walk, right? If I just should be able to make my own damn poached egg and know exactly what it is that I like. So I taught myself and I got pretty I, good at it, but I don't think I've made one recently. I need to do this. Yeah. So um, one of the things, okay. It's very weird seeing Carrie Bradshaw cook. 
You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those like it's one of those weird things. And have like, we ever see- seen her kitchen? Yeah, because remember she used to use her her oven for storage, and she used to read her Vogue standing. I don't up feel like we ever saw it since they redid the apartment, though. Like I don't think there was ever an occasion for it because I was like, "What kitchen is this?" It was really lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I knew she didn't keep her sweaters in the stove, but like, remember when they redid the apartment in the movie, the first movie? Yeah, and I don't think we've seen her kitchen since then because this I felt like I was in an IKEA little mini IKEA <laughs> kitchen. Yeah, it was true. really cute. We maybe we maybe haven't, but it's kind of one of those things that like when you look at people like when you're when you're out and about, like if you're like at a nightclub or you're at a mm-hmm. bar and that kind of thing. And you know, like when you sometimes look at people and you just kind of think, and I don't know, this is me. This is I don't know if this is mean, whatever. I'm gonna get canceled. But like I sometimes <laughs> will look at people and I'll be like, How do you how did you get here today? Like, how did you put your shoes on? feed yourself and get yourself out and about because you seem simple. You know what I mean? Like there's those, <laughs> those kind of people. And there's other people who just seem very fancy. And you're just like, I can't ever see this person, you know, dirtying mm-hmm. a dish or eating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of a thing. And so when it's yeah. like, it's, it's that kind of a vibe with the Carrie Bradshaw is that she's going to make a three minute egg. Um, well, I think that's what Charlotte was kind of having a meltdown about aside from the fact that she was sleeping with Franklin. Well, even but she yeah. was like, what is happening? <laughs> It was that it was when, yeah, as, as they push forward is that, you know, um, we have this whole situation where she's on the phone with Seema. She's telling, you know, thanking her for the caviar, which mm-hmm. it reminds us again that Carrie has money now. You know what I mean? It's not the same True. Carrie Bradshaw that we have from Sex and the City. This is a different Carrie Bradshaw that has oodles of cash, you mm-hmm. know, has whatever trust that was set up by big. And we knew that mm-hmm. he was a multi multi-millionaire. You know what I mean? Like he was somebody that was substantial of substantial. Wealth. Well, he left a million dollars to Natasha, wasn't it? So yeah. Wasn't that her name? Natasha. Yeah. His, his ex. ex. So, I mean, you know, he got to let carry a little something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like think we ever heard what it was, but a lot of something, but the thing mm-hmm. is, so like, she's not just doing toast points and in, in poached eggs. She's doing, <laughs> right. toast, you know, with caviar from oh, yeah. SEMA caviar. You know, as, as a thank you. And this is where we get the introduction to that. We're going to, where we find out that we're going to the Met ball. Yes. The Met ball. I noticed they called it. Yeah. Instead of Met gala. Like mm-hmm. it was just the, I think because they, I wonder if they were not allowed to use it. You know what I mean? Cause it's, I think Anthony just wanted to say balls. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is too. Is that we wanted yeah. to get the, get the balls thing yeah. going. Um, it's cool too because like Sex in the City was always a um springtime show. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. always spring, summer, hot child in the city. You know what I mean? It was right. the li- the lilacs coming into bloom. You know, like we had all these touch points always throughout the whole entire series mm-hmm. until the very last season. Um, 6B, if you want to be mm-hmm. <laughs> like where it turned into winter, you know what I right. mean? And then like this, and then like the last season of, uh, and just like that kind of gave us like almost like a full year, a lot of coats, a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And now we're like back the into, yeah, we're back into that full swing of sex, sex in the city. There's sex again. We're back in May. First thing that happens in May is the Met Gala. You know right. what I mean? Like it's just, so they, they touched it off really, really cute there. Um, but yeah, Charlotte comes in, she's in complete shock. Uh, we're driving more points about, you know, the Met ball, you know, happening. Um, 
what else do we have here? We cut to LTW. So, which is our, <laughs> which is Lisa over there yes. in the house. She's so fabulous. I love her. I, I, <sighs> I always forget, like when I see her, I'm always like, oh yeah, I love her. You know, she's, mm-hmm. she's great. The actress, Nicole Ari Parker, I believe is yeah. her name. Nicole yeah. Ari Parker, she plays She's Lisa bad. Todd Wexley, aka LTW, which mm-hmm. is like LTW is gonna be like a verb by third season. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I was totally LTW. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's upscale, it's it feels rich. It's and the thing fancy, is say darling. It's fancy, but it even feels more couture than like Charlotte does. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Charlotte fe- Charlotte feels like Chanel off the rack. And LTW feels like <laughs> Chanel off the back room. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's, that. It's, it's that kind of a vibe. Well, I mean, her Valentino was just oh, was incredible, ridiculous. Like that dress was stunning. made to sing. The red oh, dress God, at the it end was of this episode. Um, but we get her more also getting ready all the time. We have all these fabulous. We get inside of her closet. That's okay, her cool closet. Thing. What in the hell is that thing? She has got like a swinging door that's like like a padded swinging door to her closet. Like it's an IHOP or something, but it's this I, amazing place with these gorgeous clothes and an office in there. And I'm like, who has these? This is my idea. Well, the thing is we are going to have that. Like I, I am speaking <gasps> it in. I want to have that inside of our, when we eventually do our, our little root or house renovation and all these other kind of things. And so we're going to be moving our master Ooh. suite up. And so we'll have a bigger closet. Our new closet should be like the size of our bedroom currently. So yeah. that's going to be, so I want to, awesome. and I want, and I want to have a podcast, like little desk inside there. Cause all the soft podcast and cubby. Else. <laughs> exactly. It'll be just, it'll be the best. I too will be like Oprah recording from my closet, but, Fabulous. um, <laughs> but, um, just LTW just has the best closet. We get this whole thing that she's so elevated, but then her daughter comes in, uh, Gabrielle and comes in and she wants to recite her French. And then each kid keeps coming in mm-hmm. and then we get hit with this. Like it's the, uh, it's the old sex in the city thing that they used to always say that like when a character is super elevated in the series, mm-hmm. and this is, I want to say this was probably in one of the old, um, DVD commentaries. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I used to go deep in this, oh, you, but you like, did go deep. <laughs> yeah. One of the things Michael Patrick King used to always say was that when you have a character and they are so fabulous and everything is perfect and right, they love to cream pie those people. Like they'd like to smash a pie in their face. And like, and so in essence, we have LTW who's in this closet, who's just gorgeous and just blah, blah. And then she's her with her kids. And she's like, let me check your breath, breathe in my, breathe in my face. And you're just like, ew. I know. I was like, ew, that's things parents do. For real. Yeah. This, I do it to my dog. So who am I to talk? You know? See, yeah. Like, I don't know if I smell my dog's breath, but you know what I mean? Like, you do, but liar. You do. Maybe. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But my, well, like Sadie has a tendency to like, try to like lick you in the mouth. Like when I'm like, like she's like, oh, what did you have today? Uh, like, and mm-hmm. you're like, stop it. You know? Um, <laughs> but it is, but it's like that moment of like, oh, she's just a normal lady. You know what I mean? Right, so you, right. You bring us back to those I don't know how things. I feel about her husband. I have mixed feelings. Herbert? Um, yeah. I find him cute. You do? I do find Christopher Jackson cute. Yeah. Oh. But I think it's, it's a talent thing. Okay. Number one, I do like, um, out of all the guys, I do find his body type the sexiest. I like a guy. Yeah, you know I mean? that's like that's well put to, well proportioned, but mm-hmm. you know, has, a, has a little something extra. Mm-hmm. But um, 
he's also from like Hamilton and like all and like That's he's, true. He's, he's like a great singer and that kind of thing so I do find you know those kind of things attractive but yeah there's something about him that I do appreciate I think I don't you know, know. I can't get into him for some reason I don't know what yeah. it is maybe it's their chemistry I don't know I can't can't find my who, rhythm with him yet who, who do you prefer over Herbert or Harry oh between the two mm-hmm. oh Herbert I guess I mean Harry's a, lovely but yeah he doesn't really do Harry's, it for me. <laughs> Harry's weirdly sexy to me at the same time. I'm like, ew. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, I'm kind of like I don't in the know. Middle. He gives me a Ziggy vibe and I just can't get down with that. Ziggy, like the cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought of him forever. And oh my God, he is. Right. Oh my God. I'm not going to look at the same ever again. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. Evan Handler, AKA Harry Goldenblatt, is ziggy the yeah. cartoon from the 80s 70s and 60s mm-hmm. you know like or the 70s cartoon um what else do we have on here we do these like cute like little walk and talks where carrie and charlotte are on the street and they're mm. talking you that know. outfit though what was that about like she had this kind of like pantaloon situation like she was supposed to be in a rowboat in the 1800s like with the hat and I don't know. This is what they do. Like, we don't have Patricia Field back. And so mm-hmm. this new costume designer is making big swings, which I appreciate because it gives us something sure. to look at. But um, you have to be five foot two and weigh 96 pounds to be able to wear half the stuff that she wears. And not. And like most of it is pretty good. Like, most of it, I'm like, all right. I mean, trust. There's been many times over the the history of sex in the city that I've been like, what in the hell is she wearing? Like, what is that? You know? And then other times it's, what is that? But it's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. but I could not get down with the, I don't know, picnic the- pantaloon vibe with the hats <laughs> and the. Like <laughs> your so gondola strange. is on its way. <laughs> like it, it was-, was like, I don't know. I just felt like they should be like at an English countryside in a rowboat. Like there's sandwiches that kind of a situation that's the thing she lives in a romantic new york where that might she happen does. in in Central you just Park never today. know <laughs> yeah so it's that but it it was a prime opportune moment too for carrie and in charlotte because we have like these conversations and right now we don't have samantha so charlotte says how big is his dick you know what i mean like she throws that was her cute. off that was and, cute. Then, and then she goes and but I could be Miranda too. So do you really think this is something that's good for you that you should be doing this with somebody that you work with? I mean, like, mm. so it was kind of perfect because it's kind of, she's doing what I think a lot of people do when they try to be like, okay, the carrier, the carrier, the Charlotte of it all, you know, those kind of things. So um, what else do we have in here? We have Miranda at the sensory deprivation tank. So, cause she's now getting into the best me ever. <laughs> like, about Miranda when she's with Che that is so I don't know there's I don't know it's not desperation eagerness maybe it's eager and a little bit needy yeah I I don't know it's not the Miranda that I guess it is sometimes the Miranda but she's usually pretty confident I find but somehow with Che she's not and I mean I don't at first I was like was it like an age gap thing is it because it's a weird thing that Miranda feels like she lost her swagger. Yeah. You know, like, like this is like the woman who hooked up with the guy at the gym who had the son, you know what I mean? Like yeah. who, who Miranda used to be kind of a baller. Like there was a, there was right. a time, there was a time for a little while too, that she was the one who was having the most sex besides Samantha, you know what I mean? And so for a woman who was this ballsy go-getter professional mm-hmm. boss you know what i mean that she was always like you know this is how it is you know 
And, um, and she had her insecurities here and there, but this whole thing with Che, it feels like it's disarmed her completely. Yeah. yeah that is kind of the, the vibe I'm getting. And I, I don't know. It's just, she see, I mean, it's funny. Like there's a lot of humor and mm-hmm. opportunity for humor there. Um, but there's, I don't know the Che Miranda dynamic. I don't know. I don't know what I think about it, but I mean, Che is, Che is their own, um, unique beast. Well, that's the thing is that we get into the the return of Che and that we have her. <laughs> and the first thing we get is her them. A, them. I'm sorry. Them in an ugly jacket saying, hey, America, I'm non-binary. <laughs> I know. It was, <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> and was, I don't remember the name of the actor who plays BD. I don't but... either. It looks like Lori Petty. It's not Lori Petty, though, is it? No, it's not. It's the they they had another show on Showtime, I think, recently. That was about being like a middle-aged non-binary person. I can't remember the name. Right in the show, yeah, BD, but I can't remember their name. I don't think their name is actually BD, but I can't find that characters like um, like on any of the things. I was looking it up earlier because I was like, "That's not Lori Petty," but it looks like Lori Petty a little bit. No, it's not Lori. I hear what you're saying. I I totally I see that. Now I'm now I have to go deep dive it because I need to know <laughs> inquiring minds. But I'm, they I'm just pull- had a show on Showtime like recently. They, and um, I, I I don't know who they are. They feel like they're hilarious. Non-binary person as well, mm-hmm. and it's somebody who is a little bit tougher than because they gave. Because it felt like Che could have went to Hollywood and just steamrolled everything. And then all of a sudden they put this obstacle in her way, which is like her showrunner, this BD person. Yeah. Um, and I, but I hadn't noticed that the whole, I mean, it is kind of hearkening to the second episode, but like, I didn't notice the kind of coded language they were using for jacket. Like mm-hmm. I get now why they wanted them to wear a jacket. Mm-hmm. Like it was to slim them down or hide their pudge or whatever. To hide, and, yeah, th- that we mm-hmm. don't want to put jeans on because jeans are, are not um, forgiving. Right, you know, right. And their belly top. hangs over and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was the beef there. But I don't know. I I think that it's, they're giving, trying to give Che more dimension, I think. Yeah. Well, I did. And I did find that scene, like if we jump forward in where Che and Miranda are in bed. And that's the thing too, is that there's mm-hmm. this, um, we're older now in this yeah. this vert in this in this world you know in this sex and city universe that mm-hmm. now when we feel something we actually say something you know what i mean and yeah. so miranda finally is like so what's what's up what gives why is this feel you know what, what what's different here right and um and so and like i thought that that was one of those scenes that che actually made me like them more same agreed was, yeah, when they showed um, a little bit of vulnerability and that, you know. Che is interesting in that, like, the first season, I felt like Che was really, like, one note and very, like, you An know. Asshole. Yeah, I had, like, you know, fuckboy vibes. Like, that was mm-hmm. kind of the the essence I got. And that's fine. Like, we've all known a Che, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. Che's everywhere. We've all done that. But I'm glad to see that they're trying to give them more dimension than just like I'm a non-binary person like then non-binary people are fully complex individuals (laughs) you know so they're trying to give them some more more of a character dimension and I like that and it was nice to see that sort of representation as well about someone who's chubbier or someone who doesn't get to feel as confident in themselves even though they are 
projected as a confident person. Totally. You know, that it was feels really like nice. if this was written five years ago, I feel like Che would have been more like a um, Shane character from the L word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like a little bit more rock and roll, like take, you know what I mean? Like um, that, that would have been the vibe, yeah. I think like five years ago, but like, we're in a place now that we have like a Brown actress playing this role and just kind of giving it a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Che, it's, it, che is like that character that I just could not stand. And like this time I'm kind of into her. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. we find out that Dr. Maya is mad at Andre Rashad. You know? <laughs> Do they always so, say Andre Rashad? Is it Andre Rashad, like the full name all the time? or is it-, it feels like it, or sometimes it's just Rashad. You know what I mean? Like she's. I'm very she's confused. Here. I'm like, is it, is that their full name? Like, are they the kind of, is, is that their full name or is that his, the last name? His name is Andre Rashad something. Cause it's oh, just okay. not their last name. Cause it's um, Wallace, I believe. Okay. Is it? They'd be calling you the name. You would be calling you the first and middle name, or maybe that's their whole first name. I don't know. I just found it interesting that they said his full name significant yeah. amount of times. I was like, what's that about? Well, that's okay. Like, well, I knew this girl in in college, and um, her name was Heather Ray. I'm just totally calling it out there. <laughs> like that really was her name. <laughs> hey, girl. And and we, I don't know where she is now. Um, she was very just uh cool well-rounded like theater person who could like mm-hmm. act and do backstage stuff and everything else um who was interesting you know and everybody knew her as heather ray it wasn't heather nobody ever called her heather even the guy mm-hmm. that he when, when she was dating somebody like a friend of mine he would call her heather ray well heather ray's coming over like it was just one word and andre you know, rashad then andre rashad yeah. it is <laughs> so you know she was great though i loved seeing naya so pissed what was it Heidi with the hat Heidi with the hat um what else do we have here uh we have nude Miranda we have Miranda completely nude again so nude okay I was very this episode was very pro titty and I while I am also pro titty I was more excited about it by the standpoint that these are women over 50 someone close to 60 and they look great you know like they're fully embracing their nudity the fact that they are still beautiful women and that they should be regarded as such. And I, I liked seeing that. Like I was nice to see like Kristen Davis, both and, and um, Miranda, Cynthia Nixon, both. Well, I think Kristen Davis just topless, but either way, like it was nice to see the representation of a try. And even with the beginning episode or the beginning of the episode with the women in their lingerie and presenting themselves as sexual beings. Like I thought that was nice to see for women, quote unquote, of a certain age, if you will. I think you know it's what I mean? kind of, yeah, it's it's um Cynthia Nixon's one of those people who outside of this universe mm-hmm. feels super respected when it comes to her acting chops, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? What we've seen her on and like um what was the series that she was recently on, the Ryan Murphy one, Ratchet. Um, oh yeah. You know what I mean? She was in that and like, she's been in all these other things and like even her like law and order episodes, you know, mm-hmm. I will always reference a law and order here, but um, she, <laughs> she had the whole SUV arc, you know what I mean? Where she played yeah. like th- this, th- this whole character. So she's like this well-respected. And then she was also, she ran for governor, you know? I know. I thought of that when she was flailing on the ground, getting out of that pod, just so naked and just, yeah. just awkward. The- and I thought to myself, go run for something, girl, get it. Everybody's that- seen your booty. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is, is that she's, we've seen Cynthia Nixon cities forever you know what i mean like and so and for her to run for a political office and this never to be a point of contention is pretty badass Mm -hmm. and there she is with her 57 year old boobies out 
just out there and completely i was like that's fantastic it's um it's thing but the whole line there fuck the new me because she gets the water in her eye from the deprivation very me moment i really could you could you do one of those could you do a sensory deprivation have you ever done one i kind of want to i'm intrigued i think Mm -hmm. i would be like fuck the new me but i i still kind of want to do it because i'm curious yeah Yeah, i cannot be quiet you know me so (laughs) that's the thing there's one literally a block away from my office Really? And we walk past it every so often. Yeah. And it's like one of those things that I'm very like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like it's four blocks from where your old place, you know, mm-hmm. like on, on, on my side of Anchor Hill. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that like, I'm kind of, I'm intrigued by it, but at the same time, I'm a little bit scared of it. And like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can get out. So that's the part. Like, it, I don't think I'll feel claustrophobic because you can get out whenever you want. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But but I'm very Alanis Morissette. Like, why are you so petrified of silence? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, here, can you handle this? Like, it's oh, like, who yeah. wants to be alone with their own thoughts? And Ooh. that's what you're supposed to do in these deprivation <laughs> tanks, know. you know? Like, so it's just, it's, it's one of those, it gives me, it gives me weird, creepy vibes. Um, What else do we have in here? Carrie's wearing, um, oh, Jackie's wife's dress to the, to the Met, Met ball. So we have Bobby Lee, the actor who's playing oh. Jackie. Who's the Asian right. guy? I love Jackie. I think he's great. He's becoming like her Stanford block. I know. But he's like, really cute. But a straight version of it. And mm-hmm. like, and he's he is, he's adorable. And he's like a a woke straight guy. Like mm-hmm. in those awkward moments where <laughs> when his wife, you know, like later on in the episode is like freaking out. She's like, shut the fuck up, Jackie. Like, blah, blah. and he's like, and he's like, I think. I need a cigarette break. <laughs> like, a smoke this, break. Like, a smoke a break. Smoke break. Yeah, I need a smoke, smoke break. Yeah, that, there it is. I think yeah. I need a smoke break. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's just, he doesn't like push. It's just, okay, we're done. That um, dress though, the dress. I mean. That dress was not good. It even if pained it, even, me. It pained me. It was like a bad prom dress from the 90s. Like, it was just not good. It looked like a Mexican, like, popper like popper like like noisemaker thing yeah it really did it totally did that like all those like ribbons on it and everything well while the capelet for it was gorgeous you know what i mean that we we see later on um pushing around so we find that that's happening we have the rich people's problem scene where we have ltw and charlotte getting fitted and anthony's in the room anthony is so funny because i want to know and maybe there is a backstory on this i don't know what it is but how are Charlotte and Anthony friends? Like, why? Like, Charlotte, like, I don't know. I just don't see how the two of them, Charlotte's so prim and... Well, like, this was, I want to say they brought that up in the actual series. And it was just like, it was somebody who was spice for her. Like, you know what okay. I mean? And then he was also part of the art world as well. Okay. Because I was like, wow, he's so like, he just says whatever, which I really love about him. But, yeah, you know, I, I'm always I, like, how does he get there with her? I'm going to be very excited when we get the scene with all of our new friends in the same room now because now that they're all starting to like dr naya and ltw are becoming friends and we have miranda we have charlotte we have anthony you know what i mean like we have this core group of friends and we're now starting to split them up into like these four will have like their their brunch and these two will do a walk and i noticed the brunch was cute like i was like i like this vibe of Mm -hmm. anthony and and seema and mm-hmm. Charlotte and Carrie like I was like okay I see what they're 
the what they're doing you know yeah they're giving us those different vibes because Seema Seema brings that energy of like Miranda while Anthony will bring you that energy of the Samantha you know what I mean like I think they, they interchange have... on that too though like I think Seema is really a shot caller like yeah Samantha very much also yeah but it feels like they always like they, they kind of go back and forth because there's always giving us that full like perspective like four mm-hmm. different voices on one situation and they're still doing it which is cute i think mm-hmm. it works um but this is where we, in that scene where they have that just rich people problem scene is like when they <laughs> um is when we find out the met gala theme is veiled beauty um then we have charlotte when she gets home after her fitting and rock and lily are sitting there i'm sorry rock is insufferable that is oh my god thank you character oh i was like why are you dressed like the new radicals like what is that about with the bucket hat and the (sighs) is that how the youths are dressing i don't know it's like half billy eilish and half green day like it doesn't yeah i don't understand i'm like you kind of like blossom like i don't know i don't get Mm -hmm. it i don't get the vibe but like cool yeah um then this is when they tell charlotte that they're ha- they have there's a big problem and she's all like what's the problem and it's because harry wants to go to the met, go- met yes. ball as well now um carrie records her podcast again frankie uh franklin invites her the tuesday uh on the tuesday date with his friends then we get back over to che and miranda where they there's this weird strap on penis okay, palooza look. now as someone who has participated in a similar event, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are beginner ones. You don't need to have a whole swing from the ceiling contraption going on there. Like, I appreciate that she was like, wasn't there a beginner one? And she's like, I'm not a beginner. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm Chang. But give Miranda a break. Like, well, not only like that, but the thing is, is like. Throw her a bone, it, as it were. Like, for somebody who's not into leather, <laughs> give her a bone. Um, yes. We do have somebody here who is in a lesbian relationship, guys. Um, but like, so she can say that. Um, but to give her like this complete leather contraption, that's not just like a leather harness for like the strap on. Like there's one thing for like a strap on because it's like you need the dick piece and then you need something to hold it onto mm-hmm. your body. And so there you go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, you get a holster for it. But then this one had like, straps to go up the body something around the neck some chains and then she and this changed and that. it and there was a different one that had like the ch- yeah the chains and i was like is this hooked to something in the ceiling like what do you have going on here that where where did they go shopping and not only that but but the thing is is that shit's expensive like yeah. fetish gear is so much that she just literally pulled eight hundred dollars of like fetish gear out just that she has no see. intention of ever wearing yeah, yeah. i'm like <laughs> why wouldn't you do that like isn't that a shop you do together as well like i didn't i was a little surprised by that one it was. It was but just it was a little funny. bit. Yeah. Um, we have that scene. And that's when we actually, we get a scene here between uh, Carrie and Che. So we're starting to see these cross relationships happen that, mm-hmm. you know, these two have, these two are still friends. And then she wants to add that Carrie's calling to ask about Franklin. She wants to enter deep. Yes. You know, what's he's going a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're going to take our relationship to the next level. We're not, we're, we can't go back. And so, when they do this um it's very cute and it's also it's giving it's giving us another feather and chase cap you know right. what i mean to like right. to be part of like you know part of the group we're we're starting to like her now like them i keep saying her it's like i know it's too many females <laughs> in this in this cast cuz i think of rock as as you know a nibbling but i don't think of che anyways um what else do we have here? Just keep on pushing forward. Seema's man wants to introduce him to her son. Oh, Seema's man. 
Zed. Wasn't he on Emily in Paris? He was on that too. Yes, he was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Emily and Petty. Uh, Emily and Petty, which I <laughs> actually I kind of love. Yeah, it's oh, cute. Sideline, real quickly, because we're not talking about it this week. But um, did you watch Glamorous? Yes, I ate the whole thing. Yes, so did I. Mm-hmm. Um, real quickly, you guys, this is gonna uh, not to spoil it, but I'm gonna spoil things. Um, <laughs> for gla- for Glamorous, and so fast forward three minutes. No, not even that much. But anyways, um, the last five minutes pissed mm-hmm. me off for the whole Why? entire series because it was like 10 great episodes we got to know marco this character and i don't know why i didn't i was taking it as this character was a um cis or even non-binary but recognized as a gay male and they gave them all this femme gay boy energy Mm -hmm. and then in like the last like 10 minutes they drop on us this whole trans storyline that yeah, I don't feel like I feel like it was wrenched in there and it was like everything up to that point was just so great and it was perfectly done. It gave us the Kim Cattrall that we've been missing that New York City Kim Cattrall, you know, and like lots of great other supplemental actors and everything else. And I love the series all the way up until the last 10 minutes. Well, I think the the actor came out as trans like officially so like a couple days after the show aired so they have um so i feel like maybe they were trying to transition that so the next season when they come back that they can be there you know they don't have to play marco anymore or i'm not entirely sure how they're going to handle it but um that's the impression i got because i found that out after i saw the first you know by the time i got to the last episode i already knew that so I was like, okay, but I do, I do see because they didn't really develop that, that. storyline, that character development enough. Was, I feel like, yeah, the whole time it was just a boy who loved to be femme and love makeup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was just, and then it was just they threw this in there, and it was kind of like, okay, why didn't you guys give us this a little bit before? And then I kind of just, I don't know if I'm taking it uh, sensitively as a gay man that the. um like not every femme gay boy wants to be a girl. That is also you know true. I mean? Correct. Yeah. And so, and I felt like that's kind of like the last Hail Mary that they threw in there. And it was kind of like, well, that's not fair for the character. You didn't develop that. Like it would have well, been maybe the actor have... decided they wanted, you know, they wanted a transition. So they felt that it was more authentic to. Yeah. But to the actor, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Controversial thoughts. Okay. Back into, <laughs> and just like that. Um, okay. Uh, so Seema's man wants him to meet her son. Right. So Zed, Zed wants to meet the son and then she finds out she's going to be going, but it's on Monday, the same day as the Met Gala. Oh no. Yeah. So she no longer can go. Um, this is when we flip over into, we are now having uh, another group luncheon. This is with Seema, Carrie, Charlotte, and Anthony. Yeah. And so this is when they find out when she's talking about this, that she can no longer go. And then we get, anthony's story about well guys they don't really take it that hard you know like if you just if you're not if you're <laughs> tap, not into tap, tap. it yeah if you're not into it you're just not into it and then he did this whole thing that he was giving a guy a blowjob recently at the guy's house mm-hmm. the guy tapped him on his head tap 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 said he wasn't into it didn't feel anything about it got dressed went home and you ate know? fiddle faddle and ate fiddle faddle <laughs> all night yeah um most guys i know would go find another guy but anyways That's kind of what i was saying was he went home and ate fiddle faddle 
Yeah. I don't know like, any man who would do that. <laughs> like go get stuff stuck in your teeth. Come on now. Yeah, but um what's funny, okay, so uh on Super Susia Sunday, we're gonna have Meatball and Meatball on their podcast on Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> Great name. They um they have uh, uh Big Dipper and Meatball, they always talk they talk about the, you know, you give the guy a double tap on the head when you were just like when you're not into it. And it's like almost like somebody from Sex in the City has been listening to their podcast. That <laughs> Maybe this someone whole, like, has. Yeah. And like they even talk about like tap, tap, I'm not into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And now on this, it's like tap, 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 like we're not into it. And Is it's this like, a thing that you didn't know about? <laughs> well, it's like, it's it's kind of funny that this was like, it's one of the themes on their show. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's here on Sex in the City, this whole tap. And then it becomes you a, never a line. You know who's listening. Yeah, it becomes the joke of threes because we have the tap, tap, tap that'll come up in a couple more scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find this out and then Charlotte says, tap, tap, tap. You have to, Harry wants to go now. Sorry, Anthony. And then Carrie goes, well, I can take you on mine. I mean, like, I think that we are great. We have a really great group of friends. We do mm-hmm. our brunches, we do our <laughs> game nights, you know what I mean? And, and we have like, we have a lot of people in our group that we can interchange and we all talk back and forth and all mm-hmm. that. I want us to be to the point where we're all like, do you want to go to the Met Gala? No, I don't want to go to the Met Gala. You can go to the Met Gala. Oh, let's go to the Met Gala. You can go. Like, like I want to be that. Like, why does I know. We're like, do you want to go to Moe's? And that's, that's, <laughs> there's no Met Gala. I mean, I love them, but there's no Met Gala. I mean, and we're all successful adults, but where is our, like, like it's, our Met Gala? <laughs> yeah, for real. So um, then we get back to Dr. Naya. This is when we have a scene with her in the bar when. Yeah, the, Mr. CSI shows up. Yes, with the beautiful, I think, what is his name? Du, Duclay or whatever. Oh, I don't remember. Toussaint. I was Toussaint. Like, of course it is. Of course yes. it is. Toussaint. Mr. Toussaint <laughs> comes over. And okay, um, he's a red flag walking. Okay. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Like completely. And the fact that you have a woman who's sitting there enjoying her own dinner, she's reading a book, and she got a bag up to say, "Don't come near me," and he mm-hmm. still infiltrates her space. That's red flag behavior. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, he was he. I mean, I don't particularly find him attractive personally because I think as I watched him for so many years on CSI, but mm-hmm. um, he his vibe was so like. You made a rampart out of your bag. I'm like, okay, Ugh. rampart, bro. Okay, two song. <laughs> two song. I know. Oh. Two song on your rampart. My wife's gonna kill me, making my <laughs> French accent. Oh, she's giving me grief. <laughs> two song, two song. Um, <laughs> and then, oh wait, but we go from that moment when they fly us back to uh, Los Angeles at the comedy store with Che doing the worst stand up. It was the worst. I was like, this isn't even funny. What is We're- happening? Her joke was, no one walks anywhere here in L.A. I had to take an Uber from my bathroom to the bedroom. It was very expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, that, that's is- my time. OK, yeah. Sure and then was. the guy and then the, the host comes out and he was like, yeah, it's Che. And I hope she has room for a white guy. I know. I can practically hear the sad trombone. Wah, wah. It's like, how do these writers who write comedy, who who have written some really good slapstick scenes in the past, and they right. have, then they have a penchant for puns. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this whole thing that they write these horrible stand-up comedy like like moments that are just <laughs> ugh. they're not stand-up writers, clearly. Yes. Okay. And then we get that scene where um, 
we have Dr. Naya who calls Andre Rashad drunk, wants to show him her snappy underwear. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not here alone because Heidi in the hat is there. Heidi in the hat. <laughs> um, which is great. Not great little drunk scene. Then we have the next day. We're going to Met Gala. Carrie's in a robe from Stanford as she lets smoking Jackie into her house. So we're mm-hmm. getting those moments that like her and Stanford are still like friends and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of those moments that it makes you kind of sad still. You yeah. know what I mean? With the whole Stanford block and and knowing that he passed away from cancer and everything and that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just like wrote his character out, but they don't want to make it a bad thing. And, you right. know, he, he left Anthony broken heart and all this, but it's just, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird uh thing to do with this character. Anyway, sweet, I think. Yeah. All the seamstresses in town all have the flu, Jackie and smoke. Um, he, they're there at the house and then Jackie notices Franklin scent. <laughs> Which I'm like, what are you, a bloodhound? Like, what up? How, how many For days real? had it been since he'd been there? <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, that's his jacket. Well, okay, you Thursdays. Know. Thursdays after sex. It is now Monday at the Met Gala. So four days later, and he can still, still sniff smells. out the guy. Come on. I don't know. That is a lot. Uh, especially after Carrie's making all those three minute eggs. <laughs> like, you know, the, you know, that apartment smells like farts. You know, that apartment smells like farts. Um, yeah. Um, I wrote here, Jack, Jackie is filling Stanford spot. Miranda and Shay, we talked about this, that the things go a little bit, um, things are feeling different. Mm-hmm. You know, Shay's on a diet because of her belly bullshit. And, um, I put this is making me like them. That's what I wrote on here. And then <laughs> you're like, says, oh, they're a human being. Oh, yeah. Yes. Can I hold you? And then they have the whole, you're the most beautiful person I ever saw. I am the most beautiful. And person. then there was the Che, we all know. <laughs> yeah. Was, I am the most beautiful person you saw. Wah, 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 wah. Like yeah. that's what I hear in my head. <laughs> yeah, Whenever it's like it's that you can't do that on television noise. You know exactly. what I mean? Like the sound cue from there. <laughs> um, then they decide to get a pizza, a thin crust, you bitch. Mm. <laughs> like, um, girl, but have you tried the thin crust from lefties here in San Diego? Did we have that at your house last time? We yes, were there? we did. It was so good. It Delish. is my favorite thing lately. Like when it it's comes to like delish. pizza. Yes, you guys who live in San Diego, lefties on 30th Street, or there's another one lefties, I think in Mission Hill or whatever. But like they they're known for like their deep dish pizza, Chicago style. But then they mm-hmm. also make a Midwest style um thin crust that mm-hmm. we had it last night. It's like my favorite thing lately. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay. Um, as we keep pushing through just to the end of the episode here, because we'll get so we can get off to the to the other one and get that through because I'm keeping too long. Um, we're hitting our hour right now. Okay. Um, we have, we're back at Carrie's. Um, she talks to Franklin. She lets him know that she doesn't really want to go with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he left his jacket on purpose. I think, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was kind of like, you know, setting, uh, seeing if it was comfortable enough. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, it's a whole thing. And plus like, I don't like leaving my jackets places. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people looking in the pockets. Not even that. It's just like, I like to use my jackets. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're good pieces and whatnot. And so, and I've lost a couple in the past. And so I'm just like very, very conscious of when I leave a jacket somewhere. So I think it was on purpose. Um, Sina, Sima learns that um, the ex-wife still lives with Zed. Which I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of get it if they have a big ass house, but. And in New still, York City, especially. You're a grown man. Like. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a grown man with like big money things. I'll <laughs> just put a hundred allegedly here and there. Yeah, I know that it's it's red flaggy. Something that something mm-hmm. else is going on there. Like it's it's all too good to be true because it's whatever. Uh, but this is when Seema decides she's going. She's going to the Met Gala. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're done here. So she takes off. Um, you're such an American. I am an American. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then we have tap, tap, tap. Seema's back in. Yep. So that's when they get a call to Anthony that you're no longer Poor going. Anthony. As he's dressed. <laughs> Enjoy your fiddle faddle, girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, when did my life become seventh grade gym class? <laughs> Don't have fun. <laughs> like he has that moment. Uh, LTW and Herbert, they do it in the closet. They are very horny people. They are um, horny for having all those kids too. Um, and this is where the fashion starts. That's what I wrote here is fashion starts. It's like we are <laughs> Matt Gala going. We have yes. Charlotte getting uh, her corset done by her kids. I like Charlotte's equestrian like. Yeah, style. it was it was kind of giving me like sexy ringmaster, mm-hmm. you know, almost like like an ode back to her like second season when she kind of wore that for Samantha's um, uh, leather party in the dungeon. There's a oh, whole thing. Yeah. And she comes as an equestrian. That's um, right. I think that might have been like a deep, a deep thing for all of us who are like, remember the, the series because we have issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have LTW and Valentino on gorgeous, the street. Gorgeous. They that dress was made to sing on the street like that. Like, it give, it some, give it some wind. A, a man in a beautiful suit behind you carrying the dress. You know what I mean? Like everything mm. about it was just power, powerful color, powerful headdress, everything about it. Oh, my God. Now I want to go to red dress and get that dress made. I'm going to red dress. Are you going to red dress? I'm I got not. my tickets. Get your tickets. Is it October 7th? Is that what it is in San Diego? Uh, I can't remember. It's in the calendar. But yes, you should go. We got Mm -hmm. VIPs. You should go. I have to see because if I. That's where I met Gala Girl. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Are you going? You going to Met Gala? You going to Met Gala? You going to Red Dress? I'm going to Red Dress. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. I got to think about it because I have not been ever to it. But now that I see this. Do you think every somebody else is going to be dressed like LTW? Because I want that headpiece. Well, the <laughs> like, the the theme this year is the future is bright, so it's got like a future vibe. It's on October seventh. Yeah, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. I got to check it out. There's an ad for them, you guys, because we love our nonprofits here in San Diego. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, we have that. We have Char- uh, Henry Harry Goldenblatt finally realizes he's not going to be able to walk up the steps. He's not going to be able to take a picture with Rihanna. Why is he going to this? Rihanna, place? remember that's how they pronounced yeah. it. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> um, but he's no longer going. So we have tap tap tap. Anthony is back in as he's yep. sitting there. As he's sitting there at his uh, on his couch eating fiddle faddle, watching mm-hmm. watching the Met Gala. <laughs> Veil beauty, more like Veil beast. Um. Anyway. Seema comes out with the hood with her spectacles on a stick. Very, very cute with all yeah, of her. Yeah, it was a cute look. It was a little, it was a little one note for me, but I thought it was pretty. The gold. What was that brand that the housewives and it was, it was like an app that you were able to use for like beauty stuff um, to like book people. I won't remember what it was called. I it's don't like think a beauty was... team type thing. That just yeah, it wasn't. And... It wasn't Vagaru. That was like a newer one. But there's a new, there was like an app that you would use, 
and you can book like hairstylists, like last minute or makeup yeah, people. And it was, it cool. was very, yeah, it was very much like a, um, I know there's like booksy, there's mind body. So it's like task rabbit, but for beauty professionals. That's what I was thinking. Okay. It's task rabbit. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the, that's what Seema's crew look like. Task rabbit for like Matt <laughs> like Gala. Like a pit crew. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they like take these pictures and like, let's keep it going. And then we have that moment with smoke and she's trying to sew the dress on the carry. Mm, and she's like, her. she knows it's not going to happen. And I love that. She's like, you can't wear this. My career is going to be over. If you wear this dress mm-hmm. out there, you have to do something else. And then Carrie's like, I don't have any fashion. Bitch. We know what your closet looks right? like. <laughs> face look like, Oh, the dread. Oh, whatever will I wear? Oh, uh-huh. I was like, girl, you have everything in your closet. Like Every, she doesn't have a million dollars in checking. We've seen the last like two <laughs> movies and all the episodes of the crap you have in your closet. Like, come on, you have nothing to. I have nothing to wear. Truth. I, can't I mean, just we go even, and pull something out. Yeah, we even saw her in like the Dior dress from like last year that that Seema got to like you know yeah. got to play around with you know from from like um, from the other thing. But then she realizes that she's got the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. This a was choice, a though. it was a beautiful scene though when she mm-hmm. realizes it and you realize it as a viewer you're like oh my god her wedding dress and then because mm-hmm. you've seen like a little bit of the ads and it was a little bit of an emotional moment and it the was bird like, it was a yes. bird <laughs> it, was, it was a bird yeah is that what um, it was it was a bird <laughs> I the day you were born um <laughs> she has the yeah so she puts on this she puts the, the cape on it's beautiful and then she does her little um run walk down the down her steps a little fairy prance and just like that i repurpose my pain yes so, oh love it okay <laughs> flipping into episode two we're gonna do this really really quick before sure. we get out of here so this one's called the real deal wait, um the thing wait, about wait, this wait. show is okay. that I know you guys want to keep on listening, but this episode ended up going way longer. So subscribe to Bald and Bingeable wherever you're listening to podcasts and you guys will get the second part of this in 24 hours. I want to thank Joelle Reader for joining me today. One of my besties. Uh, You guys can find her at 10th Muse on Instagram. And more importantly, you can find her as Chubbett Bakery on Instagram. And that's where y'all be getting them cookies. They will be mail order subscriptions. All kinds of things are going to be coming. So so make sure you guys like her there. C-H-U-B-E-T-T-E-B-A-K-E-R-Y. This is like a little club. Okay. Um, remember, Super Sucia Sunday is coming to you guys on July 16th here in San Diego at the rail. Other than that, good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.